the smoking gun. Irrefutable evidence for the Wuhan lab leak hypothesis and the end of the zoonotic creation myth. This is the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week for June 11th, 2021. Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Renderking-Fisk, discussed the latest developments in the search for the origins of COVID-19 and the dramatic turn the quest takes with the Wall Street Journal article, The Science Suggests a Wuhan Lab Leak, by Stephen Quay and Richard Mueller. We talk about the genetic fingerprints that prove the virus was taken from nature and modified in the lab and the reason why people around the world became sick and even died was all because of an accident and the people who are responsible for all this death and economic ruin are the same people who are in control of the narrative the biggest news story of your lifetime continues to be stranger than science fiction and if conspiracy theorists were right about this what else are they, or are we, right about too? Oh, and why was the Pentagon indirectly funding gain-of-function research on deadly viruses in China? Stay tuned. Jay and I did this episode last week, Fauci via Faust or Fauci the Liar. The day after I put that out on the internet, we had this other news item drop, and I'm scrambling really hard to find this. This is from the, the Daily Mail UK, or the UK Daily Mail. And if you have been following the Fedora Chronicles radio show's news of the week, you will know that for more than a year now, Jay and I have been talking about the lab leak hypothesis and the reasons why we think the zoonotic origin story of COVID-19 is bullshit. For new listeners, because it is, for, because it is, for new listeners, <laughs> you're going to tell me that this virus spontaneously mutated and has killed tens of millions of people all over the world and has crashed the global economy all by itself. It mutated all by itself in the wet market across the street from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where they were literally doing tests and experiments to make re other COVID viruses more, lead more deadly and more lethal by modifying it genetically. But COVID-19 has nothing to do with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You mean to tell me that the wet market across the street from the Wuhan Institute of Virology is where this virus actually started and that COVID-19 has nothing to do with the with the Institute of Virology. That to me, that's childish thinking to believe that this virus started across the street from the Wuhan Institute of Virology and has nothing to do with the Wuhan Institute of Virology is bullshit. And by its face, if you actually believe that, I think that there is something seriously wrong with you. And I'm actually talking to two people in particular right now. <laughs> two Like you're talking to someone in particular. No, seriously. And this person knows who it is that I'm, I'm literally talking to him. There's one person in particular who insists that the world buys into the zoonotic origin story when it's far more likely that where they were performing experiments on COVID viruses. I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. The idea that you believe that the origin of the, of the COVID-19 virus happened spontaneously across the street from the Wuhan Institute of Virology and has nothing to do with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that to me is fantasy thinking. Like, that is like, that's, that's buying the Kool-Aid. That's like Jim Jones, Jonestown brand Kool-Aid right there. I'd ex I tried to explain the joke, but the punchline is too long. So one of the things that Jay and I have been talking about off and on for the past year, and this is the third episode in two weeks that we've done this. Is it, is it, is it, 
Is it been less than three weeks? I think so. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. All right. And this is the, this is what drives me crazy about this beautiful digital signal is that it's so quiet. I can't tell if whether or not I lost you or you muted your mic. <laughs> From if, Sometimes I move my microphone because I have gas. Oh, okay. <laughs> From the Daily Mail UK. And this is the first this is this is the first article that had this story. And there are others like it, but we're just going to focus on this one right now because they're first. The Pentagon gave $39 million to Peter, Dr. Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance, the charity that funded coronavirus research at the Wuhan lab, accused of being the source of the outbreak federal data reveals. Give me a moment to read all of these bullet points. Federal data seen by the DailyMail.com reveals the Pentagon gave $39 million to EcoHealth Alliance, which funded a lab in Wuhan, China between 2013, while Obama was still in office, and 2020, while Trump was in office. The Wuhan Institute of Virology is accused of being the source of COVID-19. The majority of the DOD's funding came from DTRA. A military branch which a mission with a mission to counter and deter weapons of mass destruction and improvised threat networks. Federal grant data assembled by independent researchers show that the charity, the charity, was has received more than 132 million from the government in total. When we mean the government, we mean the United States government. Grants yeah. from the Pentagon included $6,491,025 from the De Defense Threat Reduction Agency from 2017 to 2020. EHA, the Echo Health Alliance, has also received $64.7 million from the U.S. Agency for International Develop, Develop yeah, Development. It received $13 million from Health and Human Services, which includes the National Institute of Health and Centers for Disease Control. That's um, the branch of, uh, of the government. That's a government agency that Dr. Fauci was the director of. It is not known how much money actually went to the Wuhan lab. EHA has also funded deeply controversial gain-of-function experiments where dangerous viruses are made more infectious to study the effects on human cells. And this was published on June 4th. That was like a couple of days ago. So I see this article and I call Jay. And Jay and I basically read the article to each other. It would have been nice if we had actually recorded the conversation <laughs> because, damn, that was really good pod. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get in the habit of doing that. <laughs> we got to get in the habit. Now, this is now this is where Jay came in. Jay comes in and asks the question, and I wonder if you can remember the question that you asked. I do not. What the fuck is the Pentagon doing donating money right. to a charity? Right. And the funny thing is, I was actually talking about this this weekend. Um, and I asked a guy who is a veteran, he's, he was in the Marines and his brother was in the army and they were both there. I said, when was the last time you heard of the military, the Pentagon donating to a charity? And they both just looked at me and went, I'm sorry, what language are you speaking? That doesn't compute. doesn't make any sense. The, the military does not donate to charities. Just doesn't, doesn't. Do you remember what I said after that though? Yeah, go ahead. That. The Pentagon and military spending is also a dumping ground for the to claim it as military defense spending when they're actually doing something else. So it becomes because a lot of people just don't question military spending, which is why, you know, we pay three thousand dollars for hammers for from the military spends three thousand dollars to buy a hammer that costs you ten dollars at a Home Depot. Right. It's not actually doing that. It's just budgetary magic. Right. So continue. So this completely and totally contradicts one of the claims by Fauci. 
and we talked about this in the last episode. Dr. Tony lied about whether or not we funneled money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology when he was in front of Congress, specifically talking to, of all people, Rand Paul and Senator Kennedy. When you go back and you actually do a duck-duck-go search for Dr. Tony and his statements in the past, and we have links to this, I spent more time going through the links that we talked about and putting them on the show page than actually recording the episode. Yeah, that's not surprising. He go he goes back. Tony Fauci goes back to as far back as perhaps maybe 2011, saying it's this is worth the risk. We need to do these experiments. It, it, the the the. It's worth the chance, the risk of a global pandemic. This guy's insane. The, yeah. the, the kind of experiments that they were doing is like and as far back as December of 2019, Peter ja- um, Dashik was congratulating the team at the Wuhan Institute of Virology after they succeeded in splicing yet another virus with more dangerous functions. And they were doing this at the Wuhan Institute of Virology for at least 10 years that we know of, not specifically at this facility, but elsewhere. Hold on a second. I got to move this rabbit. (laughs) So now there is absolutely no doubt in anybody's mind that the Pentagon has been funding gain of function research in other parts of the world. And if you scroll down further, they have a list of all of these other agencies or the same agency giving money time and again to the Wuhan Institute of Virology via the EcoHealth Alliance. And I know that this sounds like money laundering. I know that this sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory about the government laundering money for these illegal Why experiences. Why would they do that? Why would we? Because we can't do it here. And it would be dangerous to do it here. Imagine what would happen if New York City or Cambridge, Massachusetts was the epicenter of 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 these experiments. And there was a lab leak. Mm -hmm. And there's 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 also countless articles out there that talks about other labs in China where they have had similar leaks, where other experiments that they were working out has somehow been released out into the public. So then there's that. Well, and there's also, um, I forget what article it's in, and I have so many tabs open, I can't find it. There's also that kind of compounding on the previous episode about his emails. We know for a fact that Fauci did everything he could to push the zootonic narrative. Right. You can call it the zoonotic. You can call it zoonotic, zootonic, whatever the hell it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. He did everything he could to push that, to push that narrative to the point of saying we have to bury anyone who doesn't agree with it. Right. Now, why is that? Also, keep in mind that it's been almost a week since these emails have been released and there was like 20,000 of them, I guess. And people are still yeah. going through them and finding shit. Right. Now, I'm trying to figure out which one is the doctor. Is it Stephen Quay or is it Richard Mueller? Quay, I think. Wall Street. Mueller, I think, is a lawyer. The Wall Street Journal published this opinion piece. And it's behind a paywall, but you could read the first couple of paragraphs. This was published a couple of days ago in the Wall Street Journal. And and this is basically blown the lid off of this. The science suggests a Wuhan lab leak. The COVID-19 pathogens has a genetic footprint that has never been observed in a natural coronavirus. And he goes on and he's talking about the specific genetic markers that are put in the virus's genome which we have never seen in nature. It has never happened before this way in nature. Okay, is this thing recording? Okay, it's recording. Okay, Carol, I'm editing the episode right now. 
and it got to the point where I accidentally misspoke and said that this double pair CGG doesn't occur in nature. I showed you the article and or several other articles and you found some articles on your own and they said this occurs in nature but it doesn't occur in coronaviruses. You are correct. So the double CGG is found in viruses, but only when they are genetically modified in order to have the double CGG in nature. They do not have that double CGG um, genome. However, you do see the double CGG genome in other species such as humans, and in particular the fragile X syndrome. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for being the smartest woman I know. I want to see if I can find, because... Um the New York Post has a does a better job laying this out in layman's terms here. And and I'm quoting from this article. Dr. Stephen Quay and Richard Muller pointed to two key pieces of evidence to support the claim which has an increasingly gained steam after long been denied as little more than speculation. The first relates to the nature of gain-of-function research, in which microbiologists tweak a virus's genome to alter its properties, such as making it more transmissible or more lethal. Of the 36 possible genome pairings that can produce two amino acids in a row, which result in boosted boosts, boosts a virus's lethality, the one most commonly used in a gain-of-function research is CGG-CG or double CGG, wrote Quay and Mueller. Quote, the insertion sequence of choice is the double CGG, wrote Quay, the founder of this Atosa Therapeutics, and Mueller, a top scientist in the Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, who now teaches physics at the University uh, University of California's Berkeley campus. That is because it's readily available and convenient, and science scientists have a great deal of experience inserting it, they wrote. The additional advantage of the double CGG sequence compared with all the other 35 possible choices, it creates a useful beacon that permits the scientists to track the insertion at the library. The pair noted that the double CGG sequence has never been found naturally among the entire group of coronaviruses that include COVID-2 that causes COVID-19. But in what Quay and Mueller call a damning fact was found in COVID-2. Proponents of the zoonotic origin must explain why the novel coronavirus, when it mutated or recombined, happened to pick its least favorable, its, its least favorite combination, the double CGG, they wrote. Why did it replicate the choice the lab gain of function researchers would have made? At minimum, this fact that the that the coronavirus, with its random possibilities, took the rare and unnatural combination used by human resources, it implies that the leading theory of the origin of the coronavirus must be laboratory escape. That's a lot. So, of, yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me let me see if I can translate that. Um, basically, the gain of function people use that particular tag. I yes, guess is the term that they yes. use. They use that tag. Because they've never, ever, ever seen it in nature. So they use it to basically say, this is an artificial. It's like putting a flag on it that says, this is artificially made. This is not something that occurs in nature. That is the purpose of why they do it. Because it's not found in nature. Therefore, that makes it predictable for them when they're doing their research. They can readily identify it as being made in a laboratory am i understanding that correct that is that is basically it but the thing is it's not just a genetic tag it's an actual genetic tag with specific functionality to it right right but essentially for those of us in the cheap seats who don't have a degree in microbiology essentially what they're saying is this is only there because it was put there by man 
intentionally. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. So all those people who are trying to tell me that this was, you know, it, this is not created in a lab. This wasn't something that the Chinese did can suck it. Right. There's no denying now, this now. It's right. Now, also want to point out, you and I, and to my knowledge, no one, at least politically, has ever claimed or made the statement that it was leaked deliberately. It, we've always proposed that it was an accidental leak. We know, yeah, it had to have been an accident. Right. So, because what, remember that New York Times article that we were talking about? And I don't, I don't remember I have, having the link for it. But in the New York Times article that we were talking about, they actually said that um, the media failed because Trump is such a racist and couched things in such racist terms. So if you're saying they made a whoopsie, apparently that's racist. But to say that somehow they got this virus from eating food that's not actually food in this wet market across the street is less racist. Apparently. That's what we're being told anyway. Which, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Now, if you just do a quick search of double CGG sequence <laughs> in Google or DuckDuckGo, you're going to find a lot of articles that had been published about why this is so difficult to do in nature, meaning creating the double CGG sequence. And why it's the favorite go-to insert in lab experiments, such as gain-of-function research. I find it interesting that when I did a, a DuckDuckGo of double CGG sequence, I'm just going to read the, the results, the headlines of the results. Damning science shows COVID-19 likely engineered in lab from the New York Post. Scientists find critical evidence that COVID-19 originated and then it like dies out. And that's from the post-millennial. Bombshell genetic evidence may prove COVID was engineered from the sun in, uh, well, it says the sun, www-sun.com. Damning science shows COVID-19 likely engineered in lab on Fox News. Wall Street Journal, the science suggests a Wuhan lab leak. Wyo News. Evidence suggests genetic manipulation of COVID-19. Powerline blog, why the science points to a lab leak. Elpias.com, coronavirus, CCU, CGG, CGG, GCA, the 12 letters that changed, blah, blah, blah. Then Resetera.com, double CGG and COVID, WSJ op-ed. What's up with that CGG, CGG, double CGG thing regarding, and that's on Reddit. So apparently there's still a certain segment of the media that doesn't want to confront this. They don't want to confront the science. No. Proving it. Hmm. No. And why would they? Well, because then they'd have to admit that they're wrong is why they wouldn't want to do it. But why would they? Because it's news. Well, not only is this it is pretty major fucking news about something that was destroying our economy and is very, very relevant to millions of Americans. So why would they want to cover that? No, I disagree with the question. The question is, why wouldn't they want to cover it? Yeah, it's it's not a difficult question to ask. Or maybe it is a very difficult question to ask. Because now, now we're talking about perhaps the greatest scientific cover-up and conspiracy in the history of the United States, if not the entire world, where now, if you look at this and pay no attention to the other people like um, Peter Daszak, who's the architect of this. Right. And I'm trying to figure out, I'm also, while, I, while you're doing that, I'm actually going to my Twitter account and Yuri Deegan has been sparring with, what the fuck is Dr. Abigail's last fucking name? God damn it. Um, I, I, and the thing is, this is not a joke. This is her real name. Dr. Angela Rasmussen is probably one of the most nastiest, vile people on the Internet right now who has made a second career out of trashing 
people who have been talking about the lab leak hypothesis, telling people who are willing to listen, this is a ridiculous theory. Now it turns out that her fingerprints are all over Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And she's been saying for months now that this, quote, conspiracy theory has been adequately debunked or widely debunked. See, now, that's the interesting thing is they've never actually debunked it. They just say it's been debunked, which now becomes their evidence for it being debunked. Right. Right. They did the same thing with with the Biden laptop. Right. Oh, that's been debunked by whom? No one has debunked it. No one has said or come forth with any evidence refuting it. So how exactly has it been debunked? It's been debunked because you want it to be debunked, not because it's actually been debunked. And when you say debunk a lot, it really sounds like a fake word. Just throwing that out there for those right. who didn't realize it. Now, one, anyway. of, one of the things that Angie Rasmussen has said over and over again is that the more that you look for coronaviruses in the wild, the more coronaviruses you are going to find. It, and she says in this post that she posted 50 minutes ago as of this recording, it's almost like these viruses are extremely common in nature. Yes, we understand that coronaviruses are very, very common in nature. And it's almost as if if the harder you look for them, the more you're going to find one that could quite possibly start a plague. OK, but that doesn't answer the question. Why are you harvesting these viruses that that might be a little dangerous? Take them to the lab, splice on this other gene, this double CGG, and make them even, even more lethal. And as we know, because of human nature, this shit is, escapes from the lab. Right, because humans are fallible. And again, just to reiterate, no one is saying that the, it was released on purpose. We're not saying Nobody, that. Yeah, they we're, we did aren't it saying on that. purpose. We aren't saying that. Well, yeah, we aren't saying that. You know, that's not our argument. Our argument is why are you saying it's impossible for it to have been leaked due to human error, which is something we all know fucking exists? Yeah. That's all we want to know. Why is it so vehemently opposed and to the point where people are saying it's impossible. So human error is now impossible? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. I'm not really sure about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is possible. Deal with it all the damn time. Because I, I, I fuck something up. Yeah. Uh, fucking people. This is why we drink. Oh, look, alcohol. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Which, with which, the harder that they try and cover this up, the harder that they try to discredit and disprove the lab leak hypothesis, the worse it the more looks. Evidence crop, the more yeah, evidence, the more crops evidence crops up, crops up. <laughs> and then the worse it looks for them. Because now it's like, okay, if you had just said from the beginning, yeah, it might. We don't know. We'll have to look into that. Now you've taken away. There's no place for conspiracy theorists like us to go we're like oh well they admitted it yeah right but no they've got to vehemently oppose it to the point where now you're begging us to look into it more when you could have stopped this whole thing from being from even being a thing just by saying yeah maybe i don't know we'll look into it yeah i don't understand people well that's not true i understand a lot of people i just don't understand some of the stupid things people do and these are intelligent people well the entire problem with all of this, Jay, is that, well, now this is a cover-up. Yep. Now that now we're in the midst of a full-blown cover-up, and the people who were responsible for this pandemic are also in charge of the cover-up. The, yep. the money man, Anthony Fauci, who is partly responsible for securing funding for the Wuhan Institute of Virology through his friend Peter Dashik's Eco Health Alliance is also in charge of this health organization operating out of Washington, and he's the go-to guy for the president and the la these um, 
I don't know how far back he he's he's been working for the White House as a special advisor to the president. Where this is the guy who was trying to encourage the president, senators, congressmen, all of our representatives to continue with gain of function research. This is the guy who said we got to do gain of function research. We got to do gain of function research. The, uh, the science that we get is worth the risk. It's worth the risk. Since we can't do it here in the United States, we're going to do it elsewhere in the world. We're going to help China become a leader in in, in in bioengineering. And then as soon as the pandemic happens, here's the guy who's right there, front and center, behind the podium, now saying it's impossible that this was a lab leak. Right. Now we have... Si- strain credulity at that. One of the things that Yuri Deegan... And Brett Weinstein were talking about is how we couldn't get a look at the logs and the records that were being kept at the Wuhan Institute of Virology after the pandemic broke. When people started getting sick in Wuhan, they shut this thing up tighter than a clam. Right. So we can't look at now that we're able to look at the genome, looking at the gene mapping. Now, all of a sudden, there is these markers that they that shouldn't be there. Well, now what? Right. Now, now there's a bunch of people going, oh, shit, that's what. And now you have people lying, saying, oh, no, no, this this gene occurs in nature naturally. I just did a search where in DuckDuckGo and in Google and one of the first articles I found where right here. NCBI sequencing the unsequ—I can't pronounce this word unsequenceable. Or we have this. You, know, article, we you ha- don't have to pronounce it to realize what it means. In that case, it's hard to do. It's, a- it's hard to do yeah. in a lab. But once they did it, once they had it, they couldn't stop. They couldn't help themselves from inserting it when wherever they could, or they put it in one place in particular in the genome to say, this is it. I was here. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like committing an act of graffiti on a wall to let other people know that you were there. Yep. Kilroy was here. That's exactly what it's doing. That's exactly what it's doing. Yeah. That's. So basically to sum up in a, to coin a phrase, this is the smoking gun. This is this is the smoking gun. And there's no denying it now. There's absolutely right. no denying well, it. Now there are other people who are going to pro- No realistically denying it anyway. There's no realistically denying the fact that this is a this is a, a it's not it's moved from a lab leak hypothesis to a lab leak theory. I would argue that it's not even a theory anymore. If you've got a smoking gun, it's now a fact. It's like the theory of gravity, like the like the theory of gravity is a fact. Brett Weinstein is and, and his wife, Heather, are famous for explaining the difference between a hypothesis and a theory. A hypothesis is when you have an idea like why do why do objects fall on the ground? What is gravity? Mm-hmm. Gravity went from being a hypothesis to a theory. A theory is as close as you can get to a fact in the scientific community. A theory is, I mean, I'm sorry, a hypothesis is an idea that you tried to develop into a theory. Does that make any sense? Well, yeah, but again, the fact that this has a sequence in it that is not found in nature, has never been found in nature, is used as a marker to demonstrate that this is something that was engineered, has been found in the in what causes coronavirus, in the in the sequencing, the DNA. Sorry, doesn't sound like a theory anymore. Sounds a lot like a fact. It's pretty now, yeah. I mean the thing is is like um It's as close as we are going to get to a fact that I, that I think we're ever going to get. 
What bothers me and what scares me is that there are going to be other scientists who are going to come out and they are going to try and explain to us using perversions of the language to say, no, no, this happens all the time in nature. We've just never, ever, 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 ever seen it. So basically, yeah. basically, this double CGG thing is the viral equivalent viral dna equivalent of sasquatch yeah it's the hide and seek champion of the world it really is no it's it's a fingerprints no it's the it's, it's the sasquatch because now they're going to say that sasquatch is real right the only evidence we have of sasquatch is most likely man-made right of bigfoot is yeah. mostly man-made right is entirely man-made from well depending on who you talk to but anyway so the fact that this sequence never exists in nature that we found, they're now going to use the argument that the people hunting for Bigfoot use. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to use the same leaps of logic and justifications to say, well, if we can do it artificially, then it must be able to happen naturally as well. Okay. But when you add into the fact that the first known cases of it were in an area that was around a lab where this happened and that that lab is literally studying that exact virus and doing gain of function research on that virus and you, all of the other corollary evidence it's a smoking gun it is it, it it is and the question is how long can people deny the smoking gun how much how much longer can they deny that this is not what happened how can they how much longer can they deny and hide and obs obfuscate. How much longer can can how much how much longer can they go at at this game until there's until a Republican does something that they can push everyone else's attention to? And I'm being a little facetious, but only a little. Yeah, it literally is the it literally is Bigfoot in virological DNA terms. No, I, I, this, Bigfoot. Well, I think that this is, I think this is finally finding irrefutable proof of Bigfoot. This, I mean, right. this, this, this is like, if, it's like this, this is, this is having Bigfoot walk onto your property, sit down at the picnic table and polishing off the hot dogs and, and, um, and, and potato salad that nobody else yeah, wanted but to finish. Still gonna, even if even and, if that happened, if Bigfoot walked into the fucking White House, sat down and helped himself to a hot dog at the Fourth of July, there would still be people denying Bigfoot. We've got people denying the moon landing for fuck's sake. Oh yeah, and 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 the shape of the world, you know. Right. We got still have people in twenty twenty one. There are still people who believe the world is flat. It's scary as fuck. Right. Yeah. So. Now, the zoonic lab leak people are like flat earthers. The, the zoonotic origin people are now starting to look more and more like flat earthers. I, yeah. I, and to be honest with you, I think the flat earthers actually look less crazy now. <laughs> no, you stop and think about it. Yeah. The virus spontaneously came into existence at a wet market literally across the street from the place yeah. where they're actually doing experiments and modifying said organisms. The it's a hell of a coinky dinky. The coincidence is astronomical. The fact that it coincidentally happened there is it, it is crazy. It it it's beyond incredulity that I'm feeling right now. <laughs> now, what happens? It's a good question. What happens? Where, what what go so at this point, what would normally happen is there would be a lot of questions being asked of China, right? How did this get out? And China being the open people that, that it is, the, the government being as open as it is and willing to admit to its mistakes, is definitely going to work with the international community hand in hand to ensure that this never happens again, right? Theoretically, that's what should happen. Right. What's going to happen is the deniers are going to continue denying. There will never be any hard questions asked of China, which is what China wants. Incidentally, Bing, you now cannot search on Bing for Tank Man. 
the yeah, guy that who ha- stood that, in front that, of the tent that, that, ha- that happened over the weekend. Yep. Whereas over the weekend, on the anniversary of Tiananmen Square, or the standoff at Tiananmen Square, you could not find Tank Man on Bing. Now you can. Yeah. That's because people were calling him out on it. But it's, but still, back to the original before we get too distracted. Right. The fact of the matter remains that we have a smoking gun. We have what would pass in court as infallible evidence, DNA evidence, saying this only could have been created in the lab. The chances of it not being created in the lab are more astronomical than me getting struck by lightning while having a threesome and and winning the lottery all at the same time. And people are still going to deny it because it's politically inconvenient for them to deny it or to admit it. Right. Rather. And on top of this, we have all these other articles from all of these other publications asking the question, why aren't we calling Peter Daszak to testify in front of Congress? How come we're not having congressional hearings trying to figure out how the fuck did this happen? And what was our role in this? Because let's also address the other elephant in the room. The U.S. military was funneling funds through this money laundering scheme for this bio-research. Why? Why was the Pentagon giving money to EcoHealth Alliance who were trying to make COVID viruses more deadly and more lethal. Why? If you do a search using a search engine such as DuckDuckGo, and let's do this again now. I did it over the weekend. Okay, what are we searching for? Pentagon funds gain of function. I wonder if this is the one. Pentagon funded $39 million to NGO for gain of function, funneled $39 million to a charity, Pentagon funded $39 million to NGO, Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance has hidden almost $40 million, Fauci funded COVID with under $23 million of taxpayer funds. Interesting timing. Obama administration lifted block on blah, blah, blah. Obama lifted ban on gain of function research 11 days. That sounds interesting. Why did the Obama regime lift ban on gain-of-function? Wuhan lab and gain-of-function disagreement. Gain-of-function ghouls. I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for. December 2016. This is from independentsciencenews.org. Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance has hidden almost $40 million in Pentagon funding and military pandemic science. I don't see that one. I'll send you the link. It's it's going to be in our show notes. Okay. But the, oh, okay. But there are there are a lot of people who are asking the same questions. Why were we funding this? And it also, I don't have the links in front of me, but also the Chinese military was also funding research, gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Why? Why the fascination and, and, and the passion for doing gain-of-function research on these dangerous viruses that if you leave them by themselves, they're already dangerous. They're dangerous enough already, thank you. Yeah, but just remember, there is nothing so dangerous that it can't be made more dangerous. Yeah. Why? I wish I knew. It, it's, it is a scary thought. It's terrifying to think that yeah. that the military, to, like, like, the military for the United States and the military, the Chinese military, were working together. Apparently, it looks like it. If you look at this money laundering scheme long enough, I mean, now we're going to get into this crazy rabbit hole. Why? Um, eliminating the surplus population, population control? Well, I mean, they're going to say that that gain of function research helps them come up with vaccinations. Right. That's what that, they're that's, going that's to the say. original. Yeah. Right. Because that's what they've been saying. So why would they change it? Right. I'd like to think that is valid. I'd like to think they 
that is why they actually do it. I really would. I don't know, though. I believe that is why they do it. But I don't know that that is 100% why. Because, I mean, we are talking with a government that also did MK Ultra. Yeah. So, and anyone who thinks that the government hasn't changed since then wants to think that. Because there's no reason to think that they have changed at all. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, seriously. It's kind of scary, actually, if you think about it, right? Because there's a part of you that's like, well, what else what else does our government do that we are not aware of, you know? What other research are they funding that we don't know about, you know? Um, how many of what people see as UFOs are actually advanced space, advanced aircraft that the government is playing around with? Right. You know, I mean, is Alan Greer actually a former, not Alan Greer, what the hell is the guy's name? That was Stephen Greer. Not, not Stephen Greer, um, the other guy. Uh, did he actually work at Area 51, you know? I yeah, mean, Bob how Lazar. Much, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar, thank you. How much are they not telling us? How much else is going on that we do not know about? Well, here, here's the thing, and this made me a little depressed thinking about it, okay? Mm-hmm. This here... This is the third show that we have done in a row talking about COVID-19 origins. And this confirms the fact that we were right all along. As soon as I heard Brett Weinstein and Yuri Deegan talk about this topic on the podcast, the first time I listened to Brett Weinstein talk on Joe Rogan, about the, the COVID origins, went and listened to the show with Yuri Deegan that Brett Weinstein did. Listened to them, read the Medium article. I read it, the first time I read it, I was like, I was overwhelmed. I literally read the piece six times, maybe a seventh this afternoon. And the more I read it, and it was like, it's supposed to be an hour long read, Jay. The first, the second time I read it, it took me three to six hours because I was going back, back and forth between the article and search engine, trying to read all of the um, the things that he had mentioned in his in in his article. All of it comes together, pieces make sense, and it, and it is, it, it, and it is, it's it, it is genuinely terrifying to stop and think for a second that we were right about this because we we actually did the homework we we when somebody had mentioned lab leak hypothesis here's an article that you have to read whether it's yuri deegan or nicholas wade and all of the people in between we read those articles and there are some articles that i said this is bullshit this is all crazy conspiracy theory i don't think that they were actually trying to weaponize covid I, I just don't believe it. I can believe that the U.S. government tried to weaponize anthrax, but this is a this is one step too far. Right. I, the, and it's like and I read and I read. We did shows about it when we were we were talking about a whole wide range of things like the mass graves, the way that the Chinese government was able to throw up these makeshift hospitals out in the middle of nowhere. In, in less than 48 hours, they had these hospitals built in and around Wuhan and the and the rest of the country. We were we were told that the, that they're underreporting the death tolls. And we were told in the very beginning if if they say one person died, you can count on there actually being 10 that actually died. If they claim one person died, 10 people died. Now they were saying if for every one person they say was killed by COVID, you can just count on it being 50 and then 100. We were talking about how there were potter's graves being dug on Hart Island off the coast of Manhattan Island. We did stories talking or, or yeah, we did episodes talking about how cities in China, including and beginning with Wuhan, were being disinfected. Whole buildings were being disinfected. Why? And why was the epicenter the Wuhan Institute of Virology or the Wuhan wet market? Because they're both right next to each other. They're literally across the road from each other. Right. Crazy conspiracy theory. They're hiding something, Jay. 
they're hiding something. They're hiding something big. This is a bigger news story than is being reported. And and you, we had talked about how Trump is misinformed. They're not telling Trump everything. Trump has just enough to be dangerous. Right. And then we have the former head of the CDC saying weeks after he left office, like he's seen the data, he knows for a fact this was a lab leak. This is a lab experiment that was released. Like, and it's, if you go back decades and you watch documentaries on how the world would end or how the world could end, one of the nightmare scenarios was a lab leak. Yep. And we've been preparing for this for literally decades. We are crazy, wackadoodle conspiracy theorists. Now, all of a sudden, people are starting to actually look at the genome. Oh, holy shit. These crazy conspiracy theories were actually... Th- Crazy conspiracy theorists were actually on to something. Oh, shit. So we got this right. We got this so right. The one thing we hoped that we were wrong about, we actually got this right. <laughs> right. Why couldn't have been... <laughs> why, why, why couldn't we have been right about something, you know, more benign? You know, why couldn't we be right about Bigfoot? Right. Or... You know, we haven't done we haven't done enough episodes. The shooter on the grassy knoll. Right. Why why does it why does it have to be this that That, we're right? Well, that that brings up another topic. And and I think I want to close out this episode by saying Mm -hmm. this. If we're right about covid, Jay, that leads me to believe that we are right about the Kennedy assassination. Right. This leads me to believe that we're right about the smithsonian having warehouses of stuff that will that that once it's released to the public would change the way that we look at like the history of mankind right all the 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 giants in the basement of the smithsonian the warehouses i would have much rather been right about that right and it and it, and it takes me back to the ridicule that we got from some people after i did the review of of the ancient civilization enigma by Phil Copens talking about how there's a mountain of evidence out there that is being discovered that there was a civilization that was just as advanced, if not more so, that destroyed itself thousands of years ago. Because the more the government tries to say, no, no, that's not true. Don't look at that. Don't look at it over there. That's that's a crazy conspiracy theory. That's what that's Pay the kind no of attention to the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention. Okay, that that kind of nonsense right there, that's the kind of like crazy conspiracy theory people who wear strange hats and have goatees who live on the New Hampshire border talk about. That's that's <laughs> craziness. I don't know it's a strange goatee, but we'll, we'll let that go for okay. now. Okay. <laughs> this is what strange men and goatees talk about on their podcast. Okay, there we go. Okay. Go. Yeah. Reminds me I should shave my goatee. We don't want people to mistake us for being like twins or anything like that. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> what else? What else are we right about? Because MK Ultra was a crazy conspiracy theory. Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. And then you have a guy by the name of Tom O'Neill who says that MK Ultra and the clandestine experiments that the CIA was doing was a part of a much bigger plan is a, as a part of a much bigger plot. And the CIA that was once just an agency, a, a, a information and fact gathering organization has taken up way too much control over the federal government. Dwight Eisenhower in his farewell, farewell address to the nation before Jack Kenney's inauguration, warned us about the military-industrial complex. And the more that we look at it, the more that we dig in, the more industry and the government are intertwined, are commingling and screwing us left and right. Have ta- in- government has taken over industry and industry has taken over government. While the wealth distribution and the, and the disparity between rich and poor is become wider and wider. Crazy conspiracy theory? The lab leak hypothesis used to be a crazy conspiracy theory. Not anymore. The reason why we have spent too much time on this story is because it is literally 
literally the biggest story in my lifetime. I can't think of another story that's bigger than this. This is bigger than Challenger. This is bigger than Chernobyl. This is bigger than Reagan getting shot. This is bigger than Iran-Contra. Well, how many, the, the truth of the matter is, we're being told, if you believe the mainstream media, 250,000 Americans died because of this. I'll say that again. 250,000 Americans died. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shit ton of people. And we're supposed to be okay with that? No. Well, are we? We have to be because we're not doing anything about it. What are we doing about it? Well, that's exactly it. You and I are talking about it, which is really all we can do. But what can we as Americans do about it? I don't know. Well, we can press harder against the government. That's pretty much all we can do. We can just talk about it, at least at the moment. Unless there's enough of us willing to talk about it, then there's nothing we can do. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I genuinely believe that this is this this is the beginning of the end in one regard, and the and the end of the beginning in another. I think that we like we are at the crossroads at two different eras in American history, if not history for the entire world. Because I I think that this is the one lie, the one mistake that they made that is unforgivable. Right. I don't I don't think that they can recover from this. A quarter of a million people dead. Our quarter yeah, a quarter of a million people dead and our economy trashed. But hey, Trump's out of office. And but I don't here's the other aspect to this. I don't know how much this has to do with Trump. I don't think that they let this happen to get Trump out of office. I don't think that COVID-19 is is a, a conspiracy released upon the world to get rid of Trump. I think that there's aspects of this that the media well, took if, advantage of. Well, and that's what I mean. That's I, I don't mean that they did it on purpose. I just mean that, you know, they saw an opportunity and they took it. And because they pushed the narrative so hard, how many people died, how much damage was done to the economy that could have been prevented? Because you got to remember the true cost in life isn't just the people who died from coronavirus or comorbidities of coronavirus. What about the domestic abusers who finally killed the people they were abusing? What about the rise in suicides? And both of that is not even counting the people who had life changes, irrevocable life changes as a result of it, either because of medical complications as a result of catching coronavirus. But what about the people who you know, are in abusive relationships who are now emotionally scarred for life because they couldn't go to therapy to get the help they needed. Yeah. Because they took advantage of a situation and they got rid of bad, bad orange man. Yay. Congratulations. And now what? Right. That's my point. Now what? Now what do we do? Now what can we do? Don't know. Yeah. But I've got to get going. Yeah. Gotta sorry go about that. Sorry about that's that. That's right. All right. Yeah, we, we've been, it's not just you. We babble. I'm going to talk to you later, pal. All righty. Have a good one, man. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, Chronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush, 
and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King-Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.